Bachelorette. Today we're covering episode two. I'm Bailey. Um, I know a lot about Bachelor Nation and I have a blue cast on my foot. This is Fletcher, my husband. My name is Fletcher and I have a massive comic book collection, which if you are watching this on YouTube, you can see just a little bit of it here on my right. And right beside me is Willie. He is Bachelor Nation's beloved German Shepherd Border Collie mix, although I don't think he'll have too much to contribute to this episode, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. All right, so before we start talking about the first date, I did want to mention something. If you remember Jeff from the last episode, now he didn't get kicked, he got kicked off. He didn't continue. He was the guy with the RV. Right. I don't know how I missed this, but somehow I did. His career that he listed was surgical skin salesman. No way. Surgical skin salesman. So do you think he, do you think he sells like, But that's what he does, and you know, I, where is he getting the skin? Is he is he luring people into his RV in order to get it? Oh, what's it like, all makes sense. Now it all adds up. What's the deal with that? It all adds up. Surgical. There. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Any any digging we could do on that will definitely get this video shadow banned. So, oh my gosh. Oh wow. <laughs> that's so creepy. That's, the thing. that's so creepy. Yes. Well, anyway, now that we have that out there, let's talk about um, the first date. So this is your first episode where you're seeing them go on the dates. What yeah. do you think about that? It was weird because it was a group date and there was like what like nine or nine or ten guys. About. Yeah, I don't. Maybe it wasn't double digits, but like you had just a large group all going on one date with one individual, which I thought was odd. And that's that's normal for this, right? It is. Yes. That happens like throughout the whole show. Yes. Yeah, so usually until we get towards the end. Uh, where we have like the smaller numbers, the three, the four. Uh, we always have two group dates that are of equal size, and then we have one one-on-one date. And so the, the guys have to like, they have to like stand out. They have to like work like extra hard on these group dates, I guess, to like even make an impact. Oh, definitely. That, that's kind of that's kind of that kind of sucks. It's unfortunate, and some of the guys, you know, as we saw in this episode, there was that one, I believe it was Michael, who uh, don't get on a date at all that week. That really sucks because yeah. that's like that's literally the whole reason you're there. So there's a chance that they may not even get on it. Is it like because they just get missed or she doesn't like call their name? Like I'm not I'm not sure. You know if that's if that's Katie's decision, if that's production's decision, what the deal is with that. I'd um, be pissed, man. Oh my god. Holy crap. Okay. All right. Um. Yeah. So they they go on the group dates, and this first group date, as soon as they get on the scene. They just charge her. Yes. That was odd. So then they go into why they were doing the group date, and they they have um, what can we say without getting banned? Uh, they have a very interesting talent show. Very interesting talent show. Yeah. It's not it's not an uncommon type of talent show for this show. Really. Really. Yes. This is normal. This is normal, and that you know it's usually not the first date that they have. Usually they're a bit more comfortable with one another. But they just um, went for it. They just went for it. And in, in fact, you know, a couple of seasons ago, I think it was Claire's season, they had Chris Harrison open the show with some of his own material that he had written. When you say material, do you mean like he got up and did stuff? Like He read stuff that he had written. Does he write books? Apparently. Like like mommy daddy books? Like I'm not I'm not sure what the theme is. Exactly. <laughs> I didn't mean like that. I'm trying to I'm trying to hit to the <laughs> 
no, no. <laughs> you know, they're books that, you know, made me very uh, uncomfy about him in general, even before any of this stuff happened that caused him to get fired. Just was super skeptical of Chris Harrison after finding that out. So he, he wrote his own, um, his own uh, fan fiction. Yes. And read it for them. He did. To so, open the data. So again, Chris is that Chris is that weird kid at the lunch table in middle school that like, hey, I just wrote my my Sonic uh, and Rose fan fiction. Do you want to read it? No, I don't. I, I swear to God, if you show me that, I will vomit of my Dino Chicken Nuggets. And he's waited forty years to finally have someone to listen to him. Oh my God, do they sell? Do they sell though? I have no idea. I didn't want to look it up. Didn't want to. You know. That's fair. But that's the thing. So it, yes, this kind of date is not uncommon. Um, definitely, you know, chose it to be first, I'm sure, because of Katie's image and the things that she pushes, but was an interesting date for you to jump into. Yeah, um, I'll say it was a really quick start, but this, again, this seems to be a very large part of her personality, which is who she has chosen to be. And, you know, while the guys were there, it all seemed to be good fun, you know, who knows what went on during the editing, but nothing seemed like over the line, nothing seemed too cr- well, there's one that seemed a little bit cringy, but that's more towards the end. <laughs> Um, but there was, you know, it seemed to be good energy. Guys were making jokes. They, she was, you know, being okay with the jokes. The other hosts of former bachelorettes, they were okay with the jokes. It all seemed very, a good positive environment to, to be open about those kinds of things. You know, it's all with adults. So I thought it was fine. There was apparently an audience. Um, well, it was the other guys from the house. Okay. Yeah. I couldn't catch that part cause I was still waking up as we were watching that part. So I could, they said it's going to happen in front of audience. So I was like, wait, COVID stuff. No, it's just the other guys from the house. Yeah, I'm going to have to cut out that I said COVID, but that's okay. Because, um, again, that's another thing that will shadow ban us. But I can I can edit all that out. Yeah, no, it's super delicate. Um, so, yeah, they, they, they're doing all that. And then you have the one guy who I actually I actually really respected him. I thought it was going to be really, like, just a catastrophe what happened. But the one guy that was saving himself. Talking about Mike. Yeah, that was his name, Mike. Mike is in there. He's nervous. He's confused. You know, they're asking a lot of really personal questions that he really can't answer. Mm-hmm. He really doesn't know the answer to. And he seems, you know, in these one-offs, that's the other thing is like, when do they record these one-offs? There's no way they record it as it's happening because you'd have to constantly pull him in and out. Well, sometimes, interesting you ask that. Um, there's another podcast that I listened to with uh, someone who was a former contestant. Um, yeah. Becca Martinez from Ari Lionbeck's season. And she says that sometimes they do pull you, depending on how much time they have. But yeah. a lot of times what happens is, say, you know, the next time that they have a group date, these men aren't on it. They'll mm-hmm. have them get dressed in the same outfit and have them pull again and be like, okay, imagine you're in this scenario. Now talk to me about what you were feeling. Oh, okay. So it'll be, uh, it'll be like a retrospective kind of thing. And that's kind of smart, too, because like they're gonna, cause you always look back on situations you were in and you were like, man, I, I wish I could have said this. I wish I could have done that. And it plays on that kind of mentality, I'm sure, for That's some true. of them sometimes. So they have even more for the camera. So they have even the editors have even more to work with. That's mm-hmm. smart. But anyway, I apologize. He he's in he's in the one offs and he's saying things like, you know, I'm not really comfortable with this. I'm not really understanding this. There's there's questions that I literally cannot answer. And I'm I'm feeling for the guy because I, I respect him. I respect that decision. And he's he's being you know I'm I'm worried that he's gonna do something dumb like just get up there and be like, hey. Let's do it right now. Like just <laughs> like like just do something dumb. Um, they didn't seem like that kind of person though. Like that's just a joke. Uh, but he gets up there, and in my opinion, had like the best out of anybody. 
like something to say because what he got up there and he read something that seemed like from his own journal or diary or something so i mean honestly literally hats off to the guy like that was really heartfelt it wasn't i mean some people might disagree but it wasn't to me it wasn't cringy wasn't weird what did you think i know i thought he handled it great especially you know considering other people other contestants in previous seasons who've been in his situation you know there are people who. so this is not the first time for that either no it's not there's well, from the ones I've seen, there's usually been one a one a season, and you know, some sometimes they're just super awkward about it. Sometimes they come from a really condescending place, like you know, I'm doing this, you know, why are you doing that? Um, some, oh, like a, like I'm better than you because yeah. I'm saving myself. Sometimes they just push their expectations on the person, you know, coming in knowing what the show is and what happens, uh, you know, in the fantasy suite. So he definitely, of the ones I've seen, he handled it the best for sure, and I I absolutely think he deserved to win that trophy. He was realistic about about the situation he was. He yeah was about the situation. yeah because she she said that too after he said that they put that in where she said knowing like him being that like being of that belief about himself and his body and knowing who i am like i'm paraphrasing mm-hmm. but she said something to that effect like you know knowing this about me still being willing to go through with this she really respected and i'm glad that she recognized that like she didn't put because i feel like the people that you've shown me in the past on the show some people would have put him down like what you were saying for that oh, yeah. like some people really would have put him down and again from what we saw like it seemed like the guys like respected him as well and the you know you never know when they cut to the audience in any show if that's the actual reaction that they're having but at least what we were shown by the camera it seemed like the guys were supportive of what he said as well which i, I again agree. like super admirable mm-hmm. super admirable with how he did it um two well, standouts for me one positive one negative um beyond mike so i think connor b he was you know formerly connor the cat now connor the musician oh the first guy yes i thought his was really funny i thought that he had a good amount of like i'm gonna put effort into this but i'm also gonna make it playful like i thought his was really funny it wasn't overly inappropriate yeah, yeah no it was good and then you know one that was just really uncomfortable to me was carl carl did the most this episode yes and with you know we'll talk more about him further in the episode but with this on the stage first of all he's a motivational speaker for a living and you're telling me he couldn't do better than that like he's he people pay him to stand in front of an audience and speak and he comes out here with that crap like yeah he got up there and what was he doing it was like he was books yeah like he was trying to be educational and i don't even and I loved how they kept cutting to the guys heckling him. Yes. Because there's that one guy that just automatically does not like him. What is his name? Uh, Justin. And at one point, Carl said, you know, he's talking, he's talking. He goes, you guys know what I mean? And it flashes to Justin. And Justin's like, no. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. He's just the whole time heckling him. It was great. I was living for it. That was really funny. That was really funny. Yeah, Carl did the most this episode. And I, I we will talk about that. But I, I you want to talk about just dumb decisions. He just, he, mm. he made one right after another this episode. It, I was actually kind of shocked. Like I think just, he has established himself as the villain. Yeah, and maybe that's what he was going for because, you know, people come on these shows and they look for fame. And that that personally, that's that's another theme that we'll talk about mm-hmm. later on. But that personally makes me angry that people would do that to any any Bachelor or Bachelorette, that they would just be getting on there for personal fame. Mm-hmm. That's really dumb. Really sad, definitely. Any other thoughts about that first date? No, no. Do you have anything else? No, I don't. So moving on to the one-on-one. Um, surprising to me, Greg gets the one-on-one. He got the first impression rose last week. He gets the uh, one-on-one this week. What did you think about that? That's the dude with the necklace that like was yeah, really the, like nervous starting out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he got the he got the, so that happened that happened right after this group date. Yes. 
Okay, so all on the same day, I'm or guessing. the following day. Okay, the following day. So, like, they go in, group date, and then Greg's place. Um, and that, you know, I thought it was fine. Like, they were they were really connecting. Mm-hmm. Was that when he she took him out in that field to fish? Yes, they went fishing. Yeah, and she talked about her dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought, you know, I really appreciated how he handled, because, you know, he, later on at dinner, he shared that he had also lost his dad. Yeah. So he understood how she felt. I really appreciated that when they were back fishing and she was talking about her feelings, he didn't try to monopolize the conversation and start, yeah. like, he let her speak. He let her get out what she wanted to say, and then he validated it later. That's a really good point. Yeah, that's a really, really, really good point. I did not think about that, because when, when he shared that at the dinner i thought why didn't he share that while they were fishing but you you're so right like you are literally so right that's such a good point that he let her have that whole moment to have that memory because that's what she used to do with her dad wow no that's a really good point i had not thought about it like that um yeah that was really cool that he did that i think that he is really respectful of her and really gets her and i think he said in one of the one-offs i understand her more than she realizes which i think i think is definitely apparent after that one-on-one I think he's I think I still think he's very genuine I think their chemistry the whole time was great there wasn't anything that seemed awkward they were just joking with one another going throughout the date yeah because like a lot of times like like I was just saying like with again you know going back to man brain which can mean all kinds of things but you know you immediately think like you want to fix the situation you immediately want to make it better you want to make her feel safe and a lot of times that can that can cause guys to make just uh, an important moment like that so awkward or stupid or, or make it about themselves without meaning to and you know, if he had talked about that in that moment, he would have taken that whole moment away from her and made it about him and been like, well, I can fix this. You should put your faith in me. I'm a big, strong man. I've been through the same pain. Oh, trust in me. But he presented it. Oh, gosh, you're so right. Yeah. Like when they were at dinner, he presented it in such a vulnerable mm-hmm. and pure way where he wasn't, again, trying to act like all big and tough. It was hard for him to get through that. It was. And it made more sense again why he was having such a hard time the first night because he even mentioned that he had a hard time with the idea of leaving. So, yeah, no, you're totally right about that. No surprise that he got the rose. I am going to predict that he will make it into – I think he'll get a hometown date. I think he'll be top four, if not top three. She even said that to him. She said, I see you going a really long way with this. And he said the same thing, like, I see that as well. So that's that's really exciting because he seems super genuine. He does. He's definitely one to keep an eye on. Yeah. Um, then we get into really the meat of the episode – which is drama drama yes um the third date where they dress up as cowboys and they yeah. wrestle in the mud they wrestle in the mud what yeah what do you think about that i thought it was dumb um i'm very much a not like a kind of let me show you how strong i am kind of person and i think that those kind of competitions are dumb but katie and uh, katie again said while they're doing it this is not for me to see who's the strongest it's just who's willing to get out of their comfort zone when she said that i was like oh that's okay no that's fair because that really pushes them out of their comfort zone because if there's somebody that has the kind of same mindset where they're like you know i don't really like doing these kinds of things they're gonna they're gonna be over on the side with their arms crossed like oh i don't do this that's going to be a clear sign that that's somebody that isn't there to be out of their shell. They're not there to, you know, to, to learn and try new things. They're there to stay in their comfort zone, which for somebody that's as outgoing as Katie, probably not somebody she's interested in. Probably not. You're right. Yeah. So I really, I really thought that was smart when she said that. Cause at first I was like, Oh man, that's, that's kind of dumb. That's kind of exhausting to think about having to do. Um, but they, uh, they wrestled, they had, and then they, they had the two guys from the first episode and, 
I didn't realize this because I said this in the first episode. I said, you know, those two guys that got mad at each other, that random drama, I was thinking that it was just something that they randomly paid them to just like do for the first night to have that kind of blurb there at the beginning to use in a, a trailer or whatever. But apparently these guys actually know each other from back in wherever the heck they're from. Apparently, and it's fair that you think that because the way in the first episode when they cut to them fighting, it was super random. Oh, and it, it wasn't. Build up from it. it wasn't even then. Like still think back to it. It's still weird. The drama is still weird to me because nothing happens. Nothing is done, and it just still it still felt so forced. It really did. And what's the guy's name that stays? Uh, Aaron stays. Cody leaves. Right, Cody. No, Cody leaves. Right. Yeah, Aaron okay. stays. Cody leaves. I can't keep up with these names. There are a lot of them. So Aaron, he he seems super level headed about it the whole time, which is which is good. I feel like because yeah. I, I I remember from one beginning there was there was a time on the first night where there was drama. And the guys immediately just start going at it, and they're trying to talk to the girl and tell her, oh, there's this and this about this guy. But he's he's held that in and only brings it up when spoken to about it, which is yeah, good. And I think, you know, Katie, Katie does bring it up, and, and I think it was good she did because with, you know, you, you compare, first of all, the fact that the producers pitted them against each other. Like, they're yeah. constantly working to, to stir the pot. And, and that's why, again, I think it was so forced. Mm-hmm. I think it was. But with, you know, with the other guys – you know, obviously, everyone wants to win. They're going to be crying. But with all of the other guys, you can see the look on their faces as they're wrestling. You can tell they're smiling. They're having fun with it. Yes, they're trying their hardest, but it's not, like, an aggressive kind of wrestling. But once Aaron and Cody get out there, like, the mood shifts entirely. And it becomes obvious to everyone, Caitlin, Tasha, Katie, that, okay, there's there's some beef there, which is why Katie brings it up with him. Yeah, and they didn't know that they knew each other beforehand. At least, like, the producers might have, but, like, Katie and Tasha oh, yeah, and the others. Oh, yeah, Katie didn't realize that they knew each other from before. Yeah, I don't think I don't think some of the guys knew that either. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that kind of creates this callus. And then when Cody's confronted with it later, am I skipping ahead of anything you no. want to? Okay, I didn't want to skip ahead of anything you had in, in store. But um, when Cody's confronted later, he, again, you know, he seems very calculated. Kind of like Katie said, he seemed very rehearsed in being approached with that stuff. Apparently, you know, maybe he was there for fame. We don't as of as of recording this right now. We don't know specifically unless you know something. I don't. Okay, yeah, and I and I don't want to speculate. I know I feel like I did a lot of speculation the last episode because I, you you you're watching these things and and these people don't feel real, to That's me. True. They feel just like celebrities. They're yeah, they feel like celebrities. They they feel like they feel like characters on a TV show, but they're they're really actual real people. And some of them there for good reasons. Some there some of them are there are for not. And I don't I don't want to project too much, but this guy, you know. Again, it just didn't feel like it was so anticlimactic. And maybe it's because she quickly extinguished the fire mm-hmm. with Cody. What do you think? Like, Well, and one, one thing, I agree with you that he looked very, her, her and you, that he looked very rehearsed. And one thing that he said, because he went from, oh, I have no idea what he's talking about, to, oh, he's exaggerating it. Well, yeah. if you don't know what he's talking about, why would you say he's exaggerating that that was definitely a red flag yeah um and the fact that aaron like you said already only brought it up when katie asked him about it directly um you know i i definitely agree with her decision to go ahead and let him go is that normal for for a bachelorette to be that quick with it oh no you know in in previous seasons something like that'll happen and the bachelor or bachelorette will say, "Oh, I just don't know who to believe." Blah, blah. And 
it'll go on for two or three more episodes and just keep escalating and just keep taking time away from the love stories and before it, you know, explodes. So the fact that she confronted it head on and handled it, major props to her. And so that's not that's not super normal no, either, is it? Yeah, I feel like we saw that kind of same thing from Tasha in the episodes that I watched with yes. you before, that she was kind of a, uh, I'm not going to let this linger. If this is going on, let's get it figured out. Let's get them gone. Let's make sure everybody that's here that wants to be here can be here. So, yeah, so this is not the norm. And she just kind of just was like, bye yeah. to Cody. Katie was just like, bye. Like, didn't didn't really dig that we saw. So, I mean, you seemed like you really liked that when we were watching the episode. I, yes, I really good yeah so but then then we have do you is this what you wanted to get to is this what you've yes. been this is because this was clearly Carl. yeah this was the last what last 30 minutes of the episode maybe maybe the last 20 oh one thing i do want to mention before yeah we get to carl when um katie is having the one-off time with andrew s um and they're both talking about how they grew up poor and they were yeah that, that same night yeah i i love that yeah i, I, I really i over that and i think he he was also now granted they had less time but i think he also did you know similar to what craig did and that they played off of each other he didn't try to like monopolize that conversation yeah it was very um, genuine it was very genuine so i i really like him too and i think he i don't know how i'm not going to make a prediction strong prediction yet but i think he'll go far mm. um if he keeps being genuine yeah because she's going to yes. recognize that you're right but then carl yeah, so that's why this whole drama thing made me mad because I felt bad for the other guys. Oh, yeah. Because all of her attention is having to go to figuring this out now and how she's supposed to trust any of them because any one of them could be, you know, there for the wrong reasons. And the guys that are there for the right reasons are, are not getting any time. They're getting that time taken away because it's having to be figured out. And I completely forgot about that that, that sweet moment of them sharing, you know, that, that life experience they had together. Because I was just focused on the drama of that yeah, episode. And, of course, you know, that's oh, good television. People want to see that. It's, you know, that's what pulls views. But I feel, I feel bad for the individuals involved because, like I was saying, you know, these are real people. These are actual people that we're, we're watching them be willing to put their lives up on television for us. Um, so, yeah, Carl goes in. Cannot believe the way that he approaches it. I 100% think that he did it to cause a problem. Oh, I agree. Because you go, because he's in the first date, that first group date, and gets heckled, gets made fun of, gets messed with, it goes poorly, he doesn't feel like it went well, he knows it didn't go well. He clearly insecure about the situation, clearly overcompensating from the beginning, just his attitude, his personality. And again, you know, these are real people. I don't want to project too much. I don't want to be a jerk, but I feel like he probably was a little hurt. You know, I don't want to say like, oh, he's pathetic. He's a worm. I'm not going to say things like that because that's kind of what you saw in the ending, like guys saying that kind of stuff about him. Spineless was a word I heard. I'm not there. I don't want to use those words, but it definitely seemed like there was a little bit of insecurity and, and, and frustration for how he was treated. And I think it was intentionally done to cause, even if he doesn't win, it was like, oh, well, if I can't win, I'm going to make it as hard as possible for the rest of you guys to succeed because I'm just going to do what I want to do. It was like a self-sabotage, sabotage everybody kind of thing. Well, and on top of that insecurity, he also sees how Aaron is honest about the situation with Cody and how Katie mm. applauds that. And oh yeah, out. so it's that insecurity matched with oh well, if I can do that too, then she's gonna 
Trust me. He knows me and trust me. Yeah. Maybe kick some other guys out. Oh my gosh, yeah. And so he, he just shot from the hip, essentially. He comes in. Oh, there, there are some things going around that many people might not be here for the right reasons. Well, what people? Well, I don't want to drop names. I, you know, I'll just let well, you feel it out. That was the thing I think Katie actually made a mistake on because she said to him, you don't have to name names. I, I, if I'm her, I would be like, name names. Yes, but then she also asks for specific examples. And she does, he, yeah. And he can't, he can't, oh, you just need, you know, I don't want to waste your time. I don't want to, well, and then she says, well, no, you need to tell me this because this is, so just he's totally baseless. Yeah. And then back with the guys. He can't give anything to the no. guys either. Well, you know who you are. It, t- it took me back to when we were both, you and I were both in college and we were RAs and we had we had a very specific situation to deal with. And and you see that, you, we saw that all the time as resident assistants in college. Like someone would bring up an issue. Well, this has been happening with me or my roommate. Okay, um, how can I help you? Well, I just want you to know that there's been things going on. Okay, what things? I can't tell you. Okay, are you saying that because you're covering for the situation because you don't want to be a snitch? Are you or are you saying that because there's nothing actually going on and you just want attention? Because that's the thing you always had to check was like you had to see if the person bringing you information was just trying to make sure people didn't get hurt and not be a snitch, or are they just doing it for attention because they don't have any friends, they don't feel liked, and the only way they can think of to have a conversation with somebody is go to an RA and make up some story about something going on that didn't happen. And it reminded me of that so, so much. And the fact that he brought it up there in all the guys makes it seem, again, like what you said, an attention thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're like, okay, who, who said this? Who said this? And he's like, you know, well, I'm, I'm the culprit. Yeah, he just raised his hand. He's like, okay. I, just, I just wanted to go ahead and say it. Uh, I don't think there are people here for the right reasons. Who? And then he says... You know, I'm, I'm going to talk to them one-on-one. I'm going to talk to them one-on-one. I'm going to give one-on-one. them a chance to step forward and say something about it. Yeah. What on earth, man? It was, it was so dumb. Well, and then poor, poor, poor um, Aaron, you know, after Katie gives her, if you're not here for me for an engagement, then you need to leave. And, you know, she immediately pulls Aaron. And we find out that it is because she feels like she can trust Aaron and she wants to get some insight into in, in, if he knows anything. But you could just see in that moment when she called on Aaron to come talk to her, I, you could just see his heart drop like, Yeah. He would I would have been terrified. I'm sure he was. And he, you know, he goes and talks to her and he's like, I literally have no idea. Cause like Aaron said too when he was talking to the guys about the stuff with Cody, right? He said, I'm trying to protect you guys yes. too. I love when he comes back in and Aaron is like, Okay, guys, uh, she's upset. She's crying in the other room. Uh and you know, somebody and then one of the guys just goes, He's literally right here. It's literally and he just it just escalated so quickly. And I love that he was, I love that he showed anger. I love that he like came unhinged for a second yes. and said like, that was the dumbest thing you could possibly do. Cause it so was. It definitely was. And I do think it's going to be fun to see because what's happened in previous seasons, you know, nothing unites people like a common enemy. That's true. So I feel like however long it's going to take to uproot Carl, I feel like all of the guys are going to be banding together to help Katie see what a, you know, yeah that's that's what i would have done if maybe this would have been the wrong decision maybe this would have made things worse but my first thought would have been if i'm one of those guys sitting there and then this guy has said these bad things about us without any basis without anything going on and then aaron comes in and says like she's upset my first thought is hey is she okay if we all come to her right now and say f this guy Mm -hmm. like like to just get rid of him like just say like just go ahead and kick him out because he just like he just kicked the hornet's nest 
and we are all collectively mad at him now because that's what my thought would have been was like all right well let's just get up and go tell her he needs to go all of us together because none or, or just tell him that all of us collectively will not interact with him anymore unless we have to like that's my thought process i'm wondering what because obviously the episode cut before the rose ceremony so we're gonna Smart. pick back up you where know, we left off yeah, next or, week now based on the pre unless i'm forgetting something based on the previews we see carl in his suit like for that rose ceremony reacting to things for that rose ceremony I don't think we saw any videos of him, any previews of him for the dates following the rose ceremony. I'm wondering if that was just because there was nothing to show of him of, of interest to the mm. previews or if something like that is going to happen that's going to cause him to be eliminated. I will be shocked. I will be 100% shocked if, you know, she lets him stay after seeing how she handled Cody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think it'll be for long if she does. Yeah. Because, like you said, how she's handled things and because she doesn't really have a strong connection with him. The problem, ultimately, though, is then she's not able to trust everybody. Right. Because she's constantly trying to figure out, are you lying to me about the reasons that you're here or not? It hurts seeing that. That's why I don't want to, like, demonize this dude and be like, oh, he sucks. He's the worst. He's 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 evil. But, like, it just, man, that was so stupid. Like, oh, it just makes me, I'm actually getting a little heated. Sorry. <laughs> It's it so makes me dumb. wonder what his motivational speeches are like. If it, you know, is it like, oh, you know, you're so great because everyone around you is terrible. You know, I don't know why they're terrible, but I just know that they're terrible, and you are far superior, and you deserve people in your life who don't do things that I cannot mention about right now because I, you know, I'm just gonna let them talk to you about it later. Like, really, what, what, what do people pay him to speak about? Hey, you know, you want to succeed in life. I've heard some things going on. It's not going to go so good if you don't believe in yourself. At least that's what I've heard. I don't know for sure. I'm waiting for those people to come forward and tell me what they believe about you to make sure that you can do this. Make sure that you don't uh, don't listen to them. Keep an eye out. But we, for the preview next week, we have a lot of tears. Looks like, you know, we have a continuation of this drama, maybe some new drama. Yeah, there were, who was that one guy they said, um... I, I, do you see yourself being the next Bachelor? And the guy was like, yeah. Oh, I remember that happening. I don't remember who said that. Has that thought inter- entered your mind that you could be yeah. the next Bachelor? And he said, yeah, it has. That but again, that could be an editing thing. Again, yeah, you're right. It could be. Because it, I, if I remember correctly from the preview, it cut to the guy asking the question, could you see yourself being the next Bachelor? And then it cuts to another guy and he says, yeah, I, I've thought that. So Definitely that could not even be an actual clip. That could be just something forged by the editing team put later on. You know, I am one of the reasons I was so excited about Katie was, you know, I, I kind of had an idea that she was going to be this person who, you know, didn't take any of people's crap and who, you know, did things, you know, the way she wanted them done. Because didn't she bring this up to the guy when she was on? Yes, when there was drama, she was like, "Hey, X, Y, and Z is going on. You need to address this." Yeah. Um. But I also I had heard that her season wrapped a little bit earlier than normal because she was so intentional about sending guys home that she did not want to be with so maybe that so instead of just disappearing yeah like the other lady did with that random dude <laughs> like after meeting him the first night on Tasha's season um she goes through it okay cool i respect or that. is just really intentional about sending home the toadies and maybe the carls in the show who yeah start to cause drama so well, I, I, i'm excited to see if that's 
if that proves accurate. That's refreshing to me. I'm glad that this is a season I'm jumping in on actually watching all the way through because I feel like there's been so many I've sat and watched with you where I'm like, I can't, I can't watch this. Mm-hmm. Like this person is is fine to live their life the way they want. I'm not their boss. I'm not in charge of them. They can do whatever they want, but I don't want to sit and watch this on television because it just everyone in this show that's competing for this person, this person that's being competed for, just I think is so annoying. Like that's what I think. That's what I thought. Like I've sat and watched episodes from seasons. And Tasha's was the first one where I was like, "Oh, this is actually a good time." Yeah, he liked Tasha. We both. Liked yeah, Tasha. this was actually a really good time. Now, again, I've not watched every single season. Maybe there were other seasons like this, but in my, you know, very, um, what do you say, casual, mm-hmm. casual bachelor, bachelorette watching experience, I have not really ever been able to like find a refreshing season, in my opinion, for for what I feel is good content. Um, not that I'm the standard, but. I'm excited for where this is going. Me too. Yeah, man. Okay. Well, so what do you what do you think is gonna happen next episode? Like, give me big predictions. All right, big predictions. Let's see. Um, I think if Carl makes it past this rose ceremony, I think he'll be gone by the next one. Okay. You know, beyond that, I don't because that that kind of dictated. Everyone else seems pretty smooth sailing right now. I'm picturing a mass exodus. A mass exodus. I'm okay. I'm picturing Carl is gone and other dudes that she's just not vibed with gone. Like she's gonna go on if they do more of those group dates. Mm-hmm. She's oh, gonna will. yeah she's gonna do more of those group dates next episode. They're gone. Like we're seeing more than normal leave. That's my prediction. That we're gonna see not only Carl but other people just be they know snapped Maybe out of there. Future bachelor dude. Yeah, like just maybe if that was a real statement, yeah. like they're gone, they're done. Because I see the guys that actually care. If they, if if Aaron, because Aaron seems like a leader. He does. He seems like yeah. a leader. And I see Aaron kind of creating not like a coalition, but <laughs> this group that's like, all right, let's get the real ones together, and let's make let's get all these guys out of here, so that she can have the best option, the best season possible. Because they, it seems like these guys that are there that she's connected with already, like Connor. Um, uh, Greg, Aaron himself, and some of the other guys, they seem like they genuinely care about her. They seem like they genuinely want to be there for the right reasons. So I think that that commonality and those common enemies, like you said, mm-hmm. I think that I think we're going to see a mass exodus. I will not for the next, not for the next show necessarily, but I think four front runners that we should keep our eyes on are Greg, Aaron. Okay. Okay. Um, Connor, the Catman. Okay. And then maybe Justin, who is the artist. Yeah. Because whenever they're together, they kiss, and it seems to be really, he seems to be really into it. So I think those those four will he was in the, pretty far. He was in the bow tie during the cocktail party, right? Maybe, I believe yeah. so. Yeah, he had a fly bow tie. Sorry. I think those are four front runners. I'm, I'm worried for Aaron going on forward because I'm worried that he's going to be just used as an informant uh, and not sense. an actual relationship. Maybe, which ironically is kind of what happened to Katie last season. Yeah. Because after Matt, you know, after she helped Matt with the drama in the house, he kind of friend zoned her and kind of, you know, she was the trusted one. Yeah. So that, I agree with that. And yeah, ironic that that would happen. Because I was kind of sad for Aaron when he got to talk with her. Stalk with her. No, not at all. Talk with her after the wrestling thing. Because he's probably stoked. He's like, man, I just kicked that Cody Jerk's butt. 
I'm having a good time. He won, didn't he? Like he would did he, he win? Did, the, yeah, he yeah. won the wrestling. He won the belt. He's probably feeling good. And maybe they had more time to talk that we just didn't see on camera. But then she goes right into yeah. talking about the drama. And this guy the whole time has gotta has gotta be the one piecing things back together. And so I'm worried that we're not even gonna get to see the best from Aaron because he's gonna be selected as the informant for the rest of the season. So I'm I, I hear you on the prediction, yeah. but I'm worried we won't even get to see the best from him yet. So that's probably that's what I see happening. We shall see. Yeah. We shall so see. we will uh, hopefully see good things in the next episode. We will see you on our next episode. You'll see yes. us next Tuesday evening. Make sure to check out our TikTok, uh, our Twitter account, our Instagram, where we'll be posting shorts and clips uh, of our episodes that we've made together. And we hope to see you on the next full episode of the All Ro- All. Rose No Thorns podcast. And in the meantime, if you meet a guy named Jeff who's a surgical skin salesman, don't get in his RV. Don't do that at all, please, for your sake and ours. We care about you. We want you to be around in general. Uh, so I am Fletcher, otherwise known as Panhammer64 on Twitch and YouTube. This is Bailey, also known as Books and Better Health on Instagram. And we appreciate you listening and have yourself a dang good one. See you next time.